0: On today's episode, Dave interviews Dorian Frankel. Dorian is an actor and casting director. Included in the television shows she has cast are Parks and Recreation, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Eagleheart, and Marin. She's also worked as a casting assistant on The Office, Talladega Nights, and Arrested Development. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy.
1: I've only ever done one other podcast, and it was like headphones and a desk.
0: Yeah, I used to do that. We used to do the headphones and the desk. We used to have somebody come over and, and put up the whole thing, and then... Somebody turned me on to this. I forgot it was. Uh, no, they had that. They had that, and then they plugged in the headphones and the thing mm. and the mouth thing with the screen, and you go, "No, oh, do we really need that? I don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need the guy yeah, to do get it." Hair
1: out of the way, and...
0: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're gonna, people are going to go. I think your hair's in the way. <laughs> there was one podcast that we did. My friend John Ribano. Do you know John?
1: A little. I mean, I certainly know who he
0: is. Yeah, yeah. So John I came over here, to see a movie, and he kept hitting, it's like he, he laughs in this way where he hits his chest. And so the entire podcast was un, un- unlistenable. <laughs>
1: oh, no. It was really
0: unlistenable. Right. and, and
1: I'm, I'm clutching the chair.
0: You can call. Oh, don't worry about it. I hit my, I do this all the time. Yeah. And, uh. Annie Ryerson gave me a hard time about it. We know all the same people, right? You know Annie.
1: Yes, I think you know all of that particular world of people way more intimately than I do. I'm sort of acquainted with, and I've sort of moved through those worlds a little bit. Yeah, it's not really. I'm not of that world. I'm just
0: peripheral to that world. You, you know what? That's the that's a that's a Buddhist way of living. I'm just, I just I just go I I come yeah. and go throughout that world. Yeah. I just come and go throughout that world. And your journey is pretty amazing. I remember improvising with you hmm. on the pier at Santa Monica. Oh, gosh. Or maybe, no, before that. Oh, because you upfront. were in the pier.
1: Yes, because there was an on-the-pier group before the Upfront even existed called Carl's House of Nude Comedy. That may have even been
0: before you lived here. That was before I lived here. Because yeah. <coughs> all these people, this is a Second City alumni thing. And yes. so you were at... Uh, Upfront, mm-hmm. Jeff and Jane's place, mm-hmm. and you were probably at uh, J- Jeff Michalski and Jane Morris's place, and you were probably there when it was on the Promenade, I not was there on Colorado. From
1: the beginning, yeah. you
0: were there from the beginning
1: because I was in this group with Jeff and Jane and some other people called Carl's House of Nude Comedy, uh-huh. and uh, that's we started on the Promenade at uh, where it's, it's now Bubba Gump's, but it was something else before that. Is was there a Bubba house? Gump's? Yeah. On the pier, on the pier. On
0: the pier. Yeah. Oh, on okay, the pier. Yeah, so
1: it started, we started in the basement of this place on the pier.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: then when they opened up front, we
0: played there. And then we, we were you at the up front when, well, you were at the up front when the earthquake happened. I
1: was at the up front pretty much from the beginning to the end.
0: Right. That was a wild time, wasn't it? Or am I imagining it? It
1: was. It was amazing. I mean, look, being young has something to do with it, I'm sure. And right. And young and creative and all kinds of interesting people coming from all over the place. Right. Um,
0: I'm going to periodically just check on this to see how levels are doing.
1: But I think, you know, I, I ended up in that world because when, I, when Second City opened in Santa Monica, I went and worked there. I think I got a job as a waitress. At the Mayfair. At the Mayfair. And I worked in the box office and I signed people up for classes. And I ended up just working there all day, every day, and taking classes and doing shows. And that was sort of my graduate school in a weird way. And that's it how really I knew is. all those people. And that's led to everything else in a way.
0: What a great space that was. Mm. It's still yeah. there.
1: It's. I drove by the other day and it seems to be back. It, I mean, it was just, a you know, abandoned for so many years because...
0: It was abandoned for like 20 years. Yeah.
1: It, I think, I think, I. sorry, Podcast World, I could be completely wrong. I think it's back. I think somebody renovated or they have brought it back. I would love to see that because yes. it,
0: it really had... Because I was in the touring company and Liza Coyle was going out with Joel Murray. And I think Joel was working. Joel... Was doing that show at the mm-hmm. the Mayfair when Second City was out there, and we were doing a gig in Arizona. And we took a puddle jumper over here to um, to LAX. And I remember walking in, going, "This is the greatest place,
1: magical place, yeah."
0: It looked like you were in England in you know it's like 1915. An old it, yeah. Yes, exactly. Or vaudeville, and, and it's so different out here because you're from you're from New York, New I'm from, York.
1: I grew up in New Jersey, right New Jersey. outside New York,
0: yeah. And so in New York, you got some of these venues that you go to, and you walk in, and you go, this is old school. But you don't have it out here. Mm. No, you do downtown. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they're coming back, too, but I think some of the magic gets lost when things get renovated in a sad way.
0: Yeah, so clean. Like at the Los Angeles, that theater downtown, Mm. have you been there?
1: Is that the one in the Ace Hotel or near the Ace Hotel? No,
0: no, this is... This is, maybe, no, I I haven't been to the ASL I've
1: been to the Los Angeles, but I know some of them have changed now. That's
0: where you go downstairs, I believe it's the Los Angeles, you go downstairs and there's this, it's walnut, it's walnut paneling, and then there's a a deck of just these beautiful gilded mirrors, Mm -hmm. and the bathrooms, the men's. Pink
1: tile, a lot of pink tile, yes. yes.
0: Pink tile, and the bathrooms have old school bank, uh, a bank of green porcelain old school urinals which wow. is the you know the the, the horse the, the, the ho- well the little the ur- urinals. The urinals now uh you know they kind of come out of the wall okay. and they're like a little bowl if you will just think of it as a bowl don't it's think so of ignorant
1: you ignorant about urinals
0: it's you sick. are you are but i think a lot of people are that's one of the things about the podcast yeah. is you learn things so it's in the wall and it's a bowl and they're it's interesting because the old school urinals you it was just a it's a I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's like porcelain. It's like
1: all sink, and then at the bottom there's
0: exactly the part that comes out. Yes, right? and you would walk up to it, and that now there's also urinals. We're really getting we're getting very we're this getting inside urinal baseball here. Um, there was a urinal at Wrigley Field. I think it's still there. Mm. That was just a, a sheet metal trough. It was just a trough, like a In,
1: like a vomitorium thing.
0: Exactly, and guys would just come up, and it was just like you. As a kid, you walk in and you go,
1: No! <laughs> My pee is gonna mix with other
0: Exactly. Pee. <laughs> exactly. You're <laughs> like, oh, Dad, no!
1: it will somehow no. come back up and contaminate.
0: Exactly. Well, it's so- crazy because you go, Well, this totally makes sense, but it's so totally wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have That's not a visceral experience I can relate to in any way.
0: No, no. Women can't relate to that experience at all. Uh, uh, how awesome. How <laughs> oh, awesome. You will never relate to that experience. You will never relate to that experience.
1: That's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. There's some things because that you Because intellectually, mm. I can comprehend the feelings.
0: Right. You've been to Europe. Yes. And, now, and I've
1: been to Thailand.
0: Oh, they must have weird toilets there.
1: Yes. They have... Sometimes they're... are <laughs> these little two... Um, it's like, you know, a whole area. And then there's little two tile things for your feet. And they're just barely foot-sized. And then there are handles. And you sort of have to sort of... Fall back and hold with the handles, and then how you're supposed to let go, and and then the toilet paper goes in a bucket, not in the hole. So it's you know it's athletic.
0: It is athletic. It's not a place to be if you're morbidly obese. No.
1: Oh, and then you oh that's right you have to flush with a bucket of water. There's a bucket of water, and you have to like scoop the water into the yeah. Anyway. Did you
0: find yourself going uh, not going as often because you'd have to have that experience, or after a while you get used to? it? Probably after I mean, it can, is what it is. I it was is just
1: what, in uh, a place in Mexico where you couldn't flush things, and people were freaking out. And I was like, you know what? It's, everybody does it, so it must be doable. If people do it, you can do
0: it. Exactly. If, if people do it, it, you can do it, and people have been doing it that way longer than people have been doing it the other way anyway.
1: And they, they've survived to make us.
0: Yes, right, exactly. God bless, because you do look Thai. <laughs> you look really Thai. Um, uh, are you a camper?
1: I, I don't camp a lot, but I like it on the rare occasions that I do it. I just don't, I don't, I'm not of camping people. No. My friends aren't campers. <clears throat> but I would like to be a camper. I love, I like sleeping outdoors.
0: Uh-huh. What gets me about camping is what gets me about going to the beach. I'm sure I've bitched about it before. Going to the beach is like camping.
1: Oh, because you have to bring all this stuff. You have
0: to bring all this stuff, schlep it down to the place, park your carcass yeah. next to people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm very cynical about this. Uh, It's one of the rare cynical things that that things I'm cynical about. Um, Going there and dealing with their children and dogs and music and all that—that kind of—I
1: haven't had that kind of beach day in a long time. Yeah.
0: Well, you and and, and it's—you get up in the morning, you you pack your kit. It might as well be you know you might as well have a mule Mm -hmm. and a cart, and you pack your kit and you go down to the beach. You no, something has to happen between that. Oh, you yeah? have to drive to the beach. Yes. Then you have to find parking. Yes. And then you have to unload your uh, covered wagon. Yes. And get your your kinfolk yes. to help you forage.
1: Knowing that you will be eating sand all day.
0: And maybe going in the water.
1: Or here, you could just drive to the beach and go sit on it.
0: It sounds like you just insulted me.
1: No, I mean, go I. Go to the I,
0: beach and go sit on it, I was asking. Just, it's there. <laughs> Did you go to the beach in in New York at all?
1: Not a lot. I mean, you know, I grew up in New Jersey, and I wasn't a big Jersey Shore person. We'd go occasionally, but it right. wasn't a constant thing. We went, I think, we went to Cape Cod a couple times when I was a kid.
0: Oh, Cape Cod. See, yeah, I have no idea what that is.
1: Um, it's nice. I don't remember because I was very small. But I've been to Martha's Vineyard as, as an adult, and that's nice. Oh,
0: is it like nice. Marin?
1: It's New Englandy, so different in that way, but also beautiful. I mean, Marin. I don't. I don't know Marin well, and I know there's a wilderness part of Marin, but to me, Marin is like moneyed Marin. Yes. There is no Marin without that.
0: Right. Isn't that the same thing about the Cape?
1: I suppose. I'm no expert on the Cape. Other people can talk to this way better than I, I do.
0: do. <laughs> I've been there a couple Let's of times. Let's get him in. This, is it. this podcast is going I could just expound for hours,
1: but I would be wrong almost <laughs> about
0: everything. Nobody's going to check on it. Nobody's going to check on it. I, as I've gotten older, what I realized, and somebody asked me the other day, who was it? Um, Alison Royer, who you know, who was mm-hmm. tuning in my show. I mm-hmm. uh, directed her show, and, she, and I gave her um, a, a little consultation about her show and all that. And, and she said, what do you need? Because you wanted to give me a gift, I guess. Oh, ah, okay. And what do you need? And I thought, I didn't really need anything. I really had to sit and go, what do I need? What do I need? Mm-hmm. Do I need? Mm-hmm. So there's the basic what you need. And then if you can't find anything that you need in that first basic what you need, I have to go another level below that, which would be something like, do I do I need a, another hot plate? What Do, do I need forks? Yeah.
1: No, I think we're living in a world where we, you know, there are obviously people who need many things, but I have this trouble, I like getting gifts for people, I like picking out gifts that, that are the right gift, I take care of it, but mostly people I know don't really need anything and no. I don't, I feel like people give me gifts and I, I love the, the thought of it, but I don't need
0: they, anything. It must be crazy for you around Christmas with people. It's it, not it, as
1: nuts you know. as it used to be and it's mostly food.
0: Right. Right. What's the weirdest thing that you've gotten?
1: We've gotten twice a bag of oranges, which is actually great, because we can eat them over time. Right. And they're oranges. Right. And they're not cupcakes that we, you know, I have a small refrigerator, and people send these big fruit things, and then we have to either eat it all in a day, or, you know, there's there's three, there used to be two of us, now there are three of us, Mm -hmm. so people that send big things, it's like, there's no, I don't know what, I can't, and then I hate to throw anything away that somebody put time and thought and money into. Right,
0: right, right. Or give it away. Yes. Yes. Or give it away. Give it away. I do like those cuties, little tangerine things. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing about living in LA is this morning I had I have oatmeal every morning and the apples were delicious. And they're delicious. They're mm-hmm. apples. And you go, Apples in February. It's February. They're apples. That's a fall thing. Or as the rest of the world calls it, autumn. That's a fall <laughs> thing. Because we do have we have international people. Um, that's a fall thing. And so living here, it's not the same as when, if you go back to Jersey and it's fall, mm-hmm. or it's winter, and you can't get that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love, I, that's another great reason to live out here, is the
1: food. I, I don't want to, you know, crush you, but those apples are fall apples that have been in storage for the most part. They're, they're, these, are from, uh, these are of from, the like, markets? Chile and, oh, okay. like, all right, the,
0: right. like, down there. Mm-hmm. So it's different, and they also taste, they have Honeycrisp now. And the honeycrisp are like $3 a pound.
1: honeycrisp is a whole conspiracy thing. Do you know about that? No, no. I only heard a little about, so I'm going to expand again on something I don't know about. Uh-huh. But apparently you have to either be licensed or registered. Only certain growers can grow Honeycrisp. And you have to, I don't know. It's like, you can't just say, I'm going to grow Honeycrisp apples. You have to be part of some cabal. And that's why they're so few. And that's why they're expensive, because they're rare. Right. And yeah, it's a whole They whole are thing. Delicious. I delicious. I
0: remember the first time yeah. uh, a guy named Isaac Kessler gave me Honeycrisp apples. And I thought, what is happening? What is happening? It's the crunch. It's the sweetness.
1: Wow, I, haven't, I guess I don't. I don't know. I, I'm a Fuji person, and uh, I get, now I have to go have, try another Honeycrisp because I don't remember them being that amazing. Oh
0: my God! Really? Oh my God! All right, Fuji is then. really good too, and I remember when somebody turned me on to Fuji. And also, you go Red Delicious, not so much anymore. It's no, like the Macintosh, Sears of apples. Yeah, man. yeah Macintosh, forget Mealy. about it. Mealy, I'm not going to live that life. Have you life. been to Oakland? What's that? Have you been to Oakland? What's that? Oh, <laughs>
1: you must go to Oak Glen.
0: Oak Glen. Yes. Is it shopping? It's a. Shop. It's, a-
1: uh, it's a town uh, about two hours from L. A. East, I think. Um, and you drive up into the mountains. It's like a mile up, and they grow apples there. And they have people in bonnets and pinafores, and you can. They have apple cider and apple pies, and it's very kitschy, but it's one you can pick apples. You can buy apples. There are people that grow all kinds of weird apples. It's awesome. It's like driving into autumn too.
0: Oh, Driving Into yeah. Autumn. Great if
1: you have kids, but I go without kids. So.
0: I would think that if you're going to write a book, Driving Into Autumn would be a very good title of a book. Driving Into Autumn. Yeah. Driving Into Autumn. Yeah, I like it. It'd be a really nice story about a family. It's like a PG book. Something dangerous happens, but they get out of it. <laughs> you know, like he, he falls down the hill. But it's okay.
1: And a deer comes, and he's a menacing-looking deer. <laughs> but and he just a, a deer with his
0: wound. Well, a wound, right. <laughs> wound from a, he was just shot by a uh, by a, he was just shot by a hunter. But he was <gasps> you know he survived his wound. But he's angry at humans. Mm-hmm. So it's a story about a guy that fell down a hill, and his and his nemesis, the deer, but they end up being friends. They
1: save each other.
0: They save each other, yeah. and they get out. And immediately, the deer is shot by a hunter. No, that's it. No, we're not going to end it that way. Weeping. Weeping. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to end it that way. No, it that's a different way. Uh, has, has anybody mentioned about you writing a book?
1: Has anybody mentioned You know what I mean? Not or have you my, been inspired? Not in my presence. Have you
0: been inspired? You know, it's like, oh, the crazy stuff. It's like.
1: No. You mean about like my work? Your just, work. Here's the thing about my work. And I, I'm happy to talk about anything related to my work. And I'm happy to share my feelings, thoughts, experiences, opinions, any of that. I don't feel in any way like an authority on anything, and I don't feel like
0: I'm not. I'm, I'm here. not asking you. No, no, no. And right. I know,
1: but I. It's, I so, so when I, I'm just, just just thinking about writing a book, I guess people seem to think sometimes that people who do what I do are like want to say, "I want to share my vision with the world." I don't know. I mean, That's I not love kind my of book. job. Yeah, but I don't. And I like teaching in ways that, I mean, I, as, as a human being, I enjoy it, but I don't feel like a teacher. Like, people sometimes come to me and want to coach, and, or, I don't know, it's, I like doing what I actually do, and all the adjunct things that come with it uh-huh. are less appealing to uh-huh. me. I don't know. What are the adjunct
0: things? What do you mean the adjunct things? Like, like somebody saying, do you want to teach? Is that an adjunct thing?
1: Yes. Um, and, and I'm I, you know, I used to really enjoy doing workshops, and I kind of burned out on it a little mm-hmm. because it's... It's the same – I mean, I feel like there are – I, I want to be of service and helpful and useful to people who are newer and younger and want to learn things and don't know how everything comes together and they're important things to know. And I, people put so much energy into things that don't help them, and that kills me. And I, I, I want to share what I've learned over these oh, these many years. Um, <laughs> But I also want to, like, be a person and have a life. And it's always a little odd to me when people think of me as my job and not as a person. Got
0: it. Life. Got it. Yeah. I was a, and I'm not me, saying that's what
1: you're doing at all. No, 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 no. But no, somehow no. Bringing, writing a book made me think of that.
0: Um, because more, it's more along the lines of um, – see, what you just said there, because it, it wasn't the direction I was going to go in, but really it made me think about this, that – a couple of things. You said you're a teacher. And – but, but you're, you're a teacher who is – you're, you're a teacher. Are, I'm a teacher, but you're also a teacher – Somebody once said that what, go to an audi- every audition is like a class without the person giving it to you. Because mm-hmm. you walk into an audition, and you go to the audition, and it's like a class, and you learn something about you. And you learn something and without anybody so. doing anything mm-hmm. other than being.
1: Yes, because every experience is different, and you have to sort of adjust your approach and what you do and you maybe can evaluate how things went but i think people do overthink a lot and sometimes that gets in their way because
0: big time what now now this is what i think i think it gets in the way because because it's just it it could be so personal and it's not personal at all but people take it personally
1: yes people take it personally and you know When I first came out here and people talk about the rejection, it's such a hard business, all the rejection, 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 and that always felt a little off to me. And I I finally figured out why because it's not, it doesn't feel like rejection. And I've been on both sides of it. It's just a lack of acknowledgement. You go in, you do your thing, you go away and you can never hear from anybody. Nobody's calling and saying, we don't want you. To me, that's rejection. But I think people take, they actually take it as we don't want you. I'm, I'm, my phone is yeah. my phone is to my ear. Your phone is, a, um, it's
0: also a fist. I yeah. finally
1: realized that people talk about it as rejection because it feels like somebody is calling and saying, we don't want you. Right. And But they're not. You know, my job is not to find one person for each, you know, sometimes, especially newer people feel like, well, I had a great audition. Why didn't I get the job? It makes no sense. My job is to provide a variety of excellent options. You know, I, you know, a lot of the stuff I do, a lot of smaller roles I do on tape and I, I see, you know... 15 people, and I send six or seven or eight choices to the producers, all of those people have to be completely capable of doing an amazing job. Right. Only one of them's going to get it. Right. And I know it's hard for people, especially, you know, when they, I don't know, it's, it's like I did everything I could, and I still, but it doesn't mean that you didn't do it right or you didn't do well. It's just... It's just it's just the nature of it and it's purely logical right. right it has to be that way oh
0: right it's yes
1: but people still feel like somebody called and said we don't want you
0: it's interesting because what you' you're, what you just made me think about was there's a difference between um, rejection and not being accepted
1: Com- yes I
0: think I think so too and a lot of a lot of so for me, in what I do, because I'm just on the road so much that I don't audition that much anymore. Mm. And I auditioned for you, I think, maybe once or twice in the past. God knows I still how say
1: long. you should have somebody submitting.
0: I, I know. But, but you're the, but here. I'm, I I'm never here. And so when, because I'm not here, and there's, but there's also another thing. There's the idea of, um, I don't take it personally. And there's this too. And it's such an interesting concept. We're always doing the best job that we can do. And I don't think that people understand what that sentence means. I don't ever go into, a, I don't ever go into say, an audition right. or a class and say, I'm going to give 50%. Of course not. I'm going to do the best that I can do at the time that I can do it, and what I do is what I do. And leave it the hell alone.
1: Yeah, go on to the next thing.
0: Go, go on Which- to the now thing. Because, you know, the next thing isn't doesn't exist. But, you know, well, right. you, yes. you do that and you go, okay, so I go, here's a great thing about going to your building. I go to this building that is a gorgeous building and I'm looking around going, this is a beautiful building. And the view from the building, it's like, look at that. And now I'm in this room full of people that I really like and I get to talk to you. And then I go, okay, good. And I did my I do my audition. I get back in the elevator. I walk downstairs and I'm like, this is a great neighborhood. Look, there's a new building across the street. You know what I mean?
1: Well, but that's, that, much of that is coming from you, obviously.
0: It's I all mean, coming yeah. from me. Isn't well, it? If it
1: were an ugly building, it wouldn't be, would be. Oh, ugly. I see. But at the but same yeah. time, it was, but was... you're aware of it, and you're paying attention to it, and you're engaged with it, as opposed to saying, I, "I should," I said that word, I pronounced that word wrong. Maybe I should have done it again. And I know, I know, and I, 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 because uh, I don't. You know, sometimes somebody comes in, and immediately you know they're not going to be somebody that you're going to send as a as a choice. But I still feel like you know, I still want to make everything a halfway pleasant experience for people. I mean, and I don't think, okay, I'm gonna take time. I don't think of myself. I don't think of it as a, as a I'm not there to teach anybody. Mm-hmm. But if I can say something that maybe will help them do better the next time, I want to do that. Right. Um but I don't know where that came from. I uh I was talking
0: about about. well we're talking about the things that I bring myself and just being there and what a lovely place it is mm-hmm. and all that. Blah, 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 blah. No. there's also something you just said in that in that too. Is people have expectations, and I think one of the things that that has to—I would love for—I'd love to, the moment that somebody comes here and they go, "Okay, I moved into my first apartment. It's a shitty apartment," and I want to tell them this: Listen, whatever you think this is going to be, it's not going to be. Yeah. Whatever you think this experience is going to to do for you, it's going to do something else for you, mm-hmm. not to you, for you. And you have an option of looking at all those things, and those things are things like. Where are you going to park? Where are you going to eat? What are you going to do? But there's also things where you go, you leave it alone, do your audition, and leave it alone. Walk away from it. Just walk away from it. Can you do that? Because you going back in your head is not going to change your audition. Oh, oh welcome, meet. Oh you. my goodness! Do you want to meet you? Hello. Oh my dear, there hi. You go. There you Hello. go. Everybody oh. in the podcast knows. <laughs> right? She's she's trouble. Oh, she's trouble. there's no trouble she's really here. Terrible. <laughs> She's made more appearances on the podcast than everybody else. <laughs> How are you? Good to see you. Good girl. Good girl. Right. You have
1: to go out or you want to stay here? I
0: think she has to go out. All right. She matches Bye. your outfit. Bye. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's one of the things. i like, the door's open. Chips is
1: gonna come in. I think it really is a unique person who can show up not knowing anything and get it. I think it's really hard to do that. I think it takes experience. I think until I always when wait. When you like, say
0: not knowing anything, what does that mean?
1: Not knowing how to get work. Not knowing how to get an agent. Not knowing how to audition. Mm-hmm. Not knowing if you're a good actor. Not knowing even if you've gone and gotten great training. You know, the real world is really different. It's, it's, it's something I think most normal people learn only through experience. Um, and, and, uh, I, people talk about, you know, there's a whole different part of the business where people come with their big dreams and the word dreams just kind of irks me because I feel like until your dreams are crushed, you can't actually get to work
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and getting to work is what's going to get you what
0: you want. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nothing in it's favor it. of dream crushing, <laughs> but dreams are not what it's about.
0: It's, well, there's, it's called a dream for a reason. It's not real yeah and it's something that you're imagining and it's not here because I'm not living it I'm not living my dream right there's a real
1: world of things that you want that you can have or can aspire to or to or to work toward and yeah, dreaming of something is it's just a completely different path that has nothing to do with actually living a life
0: clearly clearly and I, I also have to say that there are certain dreams when I'm in a dream I there's the thing about a dream I don't feel in charge in my dreams I am, no, no, you're never in charge in your dreams. You're never running the show. You're going, what am I doing here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And why did that person just put a knife through my hand and it didn't hurt and pulled it out the other side? And that was
0: sort of cool. But wait, shouldn't that hurt? Right, Why did my mom, why did my mom just wrap a turban around my head and then disappear (laughs) on a fiat? And I'm going, what is that? But but I'm not in charge. Because right now, if you want to go, now, am I living my dream? I am not living my dream because I don't, I don't do that. I, don't, I want my dream to be at night. During the day, or yeah. my nap, during the day, I want to live a life where not that I'm in charge of everything or not that I'm able to control everything, but I am able to be mindful of those things that are happening.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think believing that, I was just, I was starting to listen to this podcast the other day, uh, Tim Ferriss with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was really, I just kind of, I pushed, I actually was trying to listen to a different podcast and that came on. Because I, I sort of feel like, do I really want to listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger for an hour and a half? That's what I was thinking too. But it's really pretty fascinating and, and how, how certain he was of his ability. And it just, you know, This for some reason this reminds me of something else that I will maybe get to later. But um, – and. I'm not in favor of arrogance and i think there's a little bit of that with him certainly but he also worked for it he worked so hard that he knew he was better than everyone else right and so he just knew that and he didn't have to try to be and he didn't have to worry about it he just was and that gave him the ability to just do what he did knowing that and uh
0: to be who it was that he was yeah but who he
1: made himself to be
0: exactly right work what does arrogance mean because what you said you know, he he can be arrogant. Uh, I, I,
1: there were aspects. Like, and he was talking about how you know I look so good on camera, and I mm-hmm. was gonna, you know, I knew people would want to watch me, and it felt, there's a hint of narcissism in the way that was coming across to me. Got at it, least, got it, got it. Um, to think that people think you're more interesting than other people.
0: That, for you it to think that little you're little... more interesting than other people. Yeah, yeah, I
1: don't know. It's hard to get. No, I just for I maybe. really want
0: to know because I'm thinking I thinking? am very confident mm-hmm. and I'm very driven. Um, but not driven away like I'm. A, I'm in competition with anybody. Do I mean, you those think days are over.
1: that you, if other people did the work that you did, they wouldn't be able to get to where you are or know what you know?
0: Everybody's on their own. Because that's path. actually
1: true. That could also be true, though. We all have our own gifts.
0: Exactly. And so I look at people, and I I look at people, and I think. Because when you first come out here, there is that feeling of, of "Where's mine? I'm ready to get mine. I'm here for mine." Yeah. And then you realize you don't know what mine is until you keep going. And and you can do this. Like, "Where's mine? How come he has mine? I think I think oh, that's the whole mine." Whole zero sum game. Oh my God! It's I think so that's not mine. that. No. Somebody because,
1: succeeding does not take away from. Does not make you fail certainly unless you make that happen to yourself.
0: But that's what you have. right. You you make that happen to yourself. And and one of the things about. The, 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 um, the journey that I've been on and the journey that I've been on is just so wonderful because the people that I've worked with have been great. And every day that I, and I mentioned this before in the podcast, every day that I was working at Second City, where, which, wherever it was, I felt like if it ended a day, I was happy. And when you look at that, you don't compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like as, as a casting director, you just you just, you just do your job and you, you you do your job. You sit back, but the the ripples of of somebody being cast is felt so wide and deep.
1: I suppose I know that's true, and I don't think about it a lot. I
0: don't. There's no need for you to think about it at all. I, yeah, I don't know why I don't. Well, you don't because it doesn't it doesn't matter in your life. I'm still
1: trying to. I'm now. I'm trying to cast the next thing, you know, and
0: you right. Know. But right. So you don't go, uh, but But I do.
1: There are people that I think are wonderful and I, I'm excited to see them get work because I just sort of think the world will enjoy them, you know, and I feel like they've either earned it or they're just so unique and talented and wonderful that it makes me happy. mm -hmm. Um, but it's not like I want to like see them buy a big house. I'm not against them buying a big house, but I just, I don't
0: No, no, that's, that's not for you to, uh, you know, for you to go. No, no. How could you think that?
1: No, I don't. I don't you know,
0: know. No, I'm saying that's just such a, that's yeah. an interesting thing. I wouldn't even think to think that, but certainly that is what happens. I do. somebody get to show and, and you somebody go, somebody mm. gets a show. But you I'm don't saying. look at that and go, oh, no, now they're going to have more money than I'm going to have. I'm fucking, no. That, that, again, that jealousy thing.
1: Here's, here, uh, I don't know, something you just said reminded me of something which may or may not be a continuation or a tangent. I don't doesn't know. matter. It's ADD. Um, that's yeah. the Okay, <laughs> good. Um, one of the things I've noticed, and I just assumed that everybody could perceive this, but I think I've realized that watching people all day and, you know, sort of trying to get a feel for them and evaluating what their skills are or whatever, but mostly it's about just trying to get a feel for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do that when I look at submissions, I look at people's pictures, I look at, it, and it's just very intuitive and you just sort of try and get a feel for who they are or whatever. I think it's made me really sensitive to one particular thing that I guess not everybody is sensitive to, but when I go to see a show whether it's a musician or an actor, it's an open mic, it's a monologue competition, it's a play, it's so clear to me whether somebody is doing it for themselves or for the audience. Mm. And I, I feel I have such a different response to those two things, mm-hmm. and I can't not notice it.
0: I think that, for me, that's huge because I, I look at it too when I'm watching an improv scene or when I'm directing an improv scene, I saw it last night uh, at I.O., where I'm watching somebody And I'm seeing them play to the house. And in improv, it's so interesting because where they're standing on the stage is also a statement about how they, um, about how they're treating the fellow cast members. I feel like they're down left. Right. They don't give a damn about anybody else. If they're up center, in between two, Mm -hmm. like up, like crushed against the wall, they're giving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a generosity versus a selfishness too. And I, you know, and it's a difficult thing because everybody's inviting everybody to see, I feel like, you know, you must get a million invitations to things. And I I would love to go see everything that everybody's doing and it's impossible. Um, but I, I started to still get a little weird feeling now about the word perform because there's something about the word, and you have to use it. There's no other word. It's like, come see me perform. starts to feel to me like, I don't know. There's a there's a generosity in doing something to create an experience for other people. It's like that book Fish. I don't know if you ever read that. It's about the Pike Place Fish Market. Okay. And they throw these fish and they create this. Whole show. And it's all about creating an the, experience the, for the other
0: people. The gesture like you're just doing like windshield wipers, like Pike Place Fish Market. Oh or no, because tossing. they throw the fish. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. but uh, it, was, it was a windshield wipe. And
1: thing. it's about creating an experience mm-hmm. for other people, um, as opposed to creating an experience for oneself. And I ju- I've become so conscious of. The difference i
0: don't know no it's really an interesting thing but again again from w- 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 sitting and watching improviser, i'm going are you up there to get your laughs or are you up there to collaborate because it's You're for me is the it's the best it's the and best and this is what i realized last year was when i watch any show when i watch any improv show or when i watch any play or when i watch any movie or when i read a book or whatever it's going to be what i'm viewing what i'm witnessing is the process I'm not waiting for the product. Mm-hmm. The process is the product.
1: It's the journey. It's the the yeah. journey
0: is the product. Mm-hmm. So, what you're saying is these people are living in, at the product, but you're there to watch them be in process with everybody else.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, you know, not to, to be negative about people who are, you know, working towards something. And I think there is an aspect look, pe- there are people who love being in front of people. And I, that's fine. But are they are they being generous about it, or are they being selfish about it? Got
0: it, got it right. right. And I don't know that they know that, but I do know that. Yes, I
1: I realize that not everybody sees things this way.
0: I I was watching, but I think those of us who 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 witness, those of us who witness people as as intently as you and I witness people, are looking at it. And we've we've gone through our process, and what we've realized is, oh, I know why that looks weird. That looks weird because you're not there. That looks weird because you're standing there, but you're not there.
1: And I think we are all, whether we understand specifically what it's doing or not, we're all impacted by people being generous or collaborative. It just feels good.
0: Yes. And that's one of the things about, again, going back to Second City or going back to IO or wherever it's going to be, is you're saying you start out saying i want to be the funny one and then you realize oh in order for me to be funny i need to connect with these people and they need me as well,
1: well the, the thing that people do together is always going to be you know it's there are surprises and there's magic and you don't know what's going to happen and that's exciting but often collaboration leads to something amazing and better than something you know you play, not you know look i'm People write things, and those are wonderful too. Right, you know, planning is not bad. But, sure, but collaboration and spontaneity are.
0: It's really kind of it's it's. It's a it's a major part of what you do. If it's not all of what you do, because you're putting these pieces together to enable that collaboration.
1: I hope so. It always makes me feel good when I, you know, people write and say I had a really great experience working on a show, everybody was very welcoming and, you know, I I've been fortunate to work on shows for the most part that people have really enjoyed working on um, and
0: also shows that people enjoy watching.
1: I'm fan of most of the stuff I've worked on. I don't, you know, I I just love these shows.
0: And there's and you also get a feeling toward all these people that are on these shows. And I look at friends of mine, because I'm not a big TV watcher, mm-hmm. but I look at friends of mine that are, I know who's cast. And I look at Kate Flannery, and I look at um, Eric Stone Street and I look at um, Ian Gomez, and I look at, you know, these aren't necessarily the people that you cast, but I look at all these people, and I go, what is the common denominator mm-hmm. for all of them? And for me, yeah, they're all collaborators. They're all people whose history is collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate... Um, were you working uh, at, with Allison? When, did you, you didn't cast. No, cast I came
1: that. right after the first season.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so Kate, as you know, is a Chicago actress, Kate Flannery, who was part of the Annoyance Theater, mm. which is just this mind-blowing, changed everything, shattered yeah. the way that people look at, at sketch and, and improv. And she was part of that. And all these people that were part of that scene, mm-hmm. that's not a coincidence no. where it is that they are.
1: Well, I think those people, and I, I am only peripherally, I mean, I certainly know of it. I didn't spend, I'm not a Chicago person. Right. At a time, I, everyone I knew was from Chicago. Right. Um, but it it seems to me that those people just put in many, many, many hours, you know, on stage, writing, c- collaborating, creating, improvising. Part of, part of the fact that it's not an accident is it, They just put in a lot of time. Right. And that makes you better.
0: Yes. And the time they put in, they've also, there's a a selfish selflessness to it. And what I mean by that is going, I am here. This is about me to be on stage. This is really about me because it's always about you. It's an existential experience. But it's also a selflessness. In order for me to do what it is that I do, I've got to acquiesce and connect to my partner to make them look good. Mm -hmm. Because I remember auditioning for a show at the Remains Theater in Chicago, uh, with a guy, Michael uh, Michael Gell was directing, and this guy named Steve Carell and I were auditioning, and I didn't know who he was, and he didn't know who I was. And I remember going into this audition and watching him and going, Oh my god, we had a great scene together, but he, if that's what it's supposed if that's what it is. I have no business doing what it is that I'm doing. Really? Because it was so good. Yeah. And then what I realized was after a while, I realized he needed me to do what it is that I do so that he could do what it is that he's doing. Mm -hmm. And he knows, because he got training in this as well, he knows that he has to count on me to do, he he gets to acquiesce to that which I'm doing in order for us to make this thing work. Yeah. And so the people that you say are out there performing for the money or for the audience or for the laughs or whatever it's going to be, they're not there. They're not doing their job, which is part, most of their job is just connecting with that other person. Mm.
1: All right. Yes. Now that we've judged those
0: people. I know, but I'm not judging. But for me, i <laughs> also... No, I'm I know. Also- I
1: feel like, I No, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's. I think it's something very interesting and important to uh, uh, examine, um, but I. I don't like I don't mean to be judgmental of people who get a hit off of being in front of people.
0: No, no, no. no. But I will say this. They're very hard to play with. Yeah. They're really, really. Hello again. Chips, act two. Um, They're really, really hard to play with. Hi, girl. Um, And I will not play with them anymore. Wow. There there are probably three people that I will go, I will never, ever play with you again. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not here on stage with you. I'm not here. Mm
1: -hmm. And that doesn't feel good. You know, and just no. in life, you know, you're talking to a person and they just don't. We, I mean, we probably all have these people that we've met a million times and every time, I'm like, yeah, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> I have a few of
0: those. <laughs> I, I <laughs> like, do it.
1: We've met seven times. I know. We have a cousin in common. It's like, uh, really?
0: I know, I know. It doesn't know. feel good. I know. You know? It doesn't feel good. I think good, everything but comes also... down to
1: does it feel good or does it feel bad?
0: I um, yeah, I, I've stopped saying good to meet you. Because I meet so many yes. people, yeah. and you meet so many people, mm-hmm. and you've been out here for so long, and I don't know what kind of a memory you have, but I don't... I, I meet so many people from so many different places, and everybody, m- most people end up in Los Angeles, so yes. I don't know if I know them from That's L.A. That's probably
1: wise, yeah. I, I It's funny, because I meet a lot of people that I probably won't remember if I see them out on the street, but then there are a lot of people that I remember really well, and they don't think I remember them. So I can't tell you how often... Uh, On the other side of things, people come up and say, hi, I'm so-and-so, and and we met here and there. And it's like, I know, I know, I know who you are. I know really well who you are.
0: Right, right, right.
1: As long as we all just are, you know, kind about it, I guess it's all
0: good. Uh, And instead of saying, (laughs) what what one really wants to say is like, really, you don't remember me? Really? Or somebody coming up to say, you know me, where do you know me from? It's like, I've had that. I'm going, why would you do that to somebody I've said,
1: answer? I know you, where do I know you from?
0: That is different than, you know me, where do I've you know me from? I've never had that. That's you, oh, yeah, yeah, strange. yeah. I've had that, like, like, tell me, you don't remember me, do you? Oh, you don't remember me, do you? And it's like, as you get older, you answer that question with, no, I don't. <laughs> but that comes with confidence. Yeah. That comes with saying, we're, this is not going to be a deal breaker. We're going to get past yeah. this, and then we're going to be I'm able sorry, to
1: remind me. Right, let's, exactly. Let's not make it about this. Right. Let's get to know each other
0: now. Oh, that's just so important too. And it's all that I love being older. I just love it. I love being older. I love not having to go through all that crap that I went through, you know, where it's like, thank God I would never go back in time. Hmm. If somebody says, if you want to go forward or back in time,
1: I don't know. I'd want to, I, can I do both? Sure. Okay, I do both.
0: Okay. Um, I look at it and I go, I think my mind would explode if I go ahead of time. Even if I go ahead of time in time for like a month, yeah. I go, how did this happen? How come dogs are now cooking dinner? Like, so, like, right. like you know? Or you look at any of these things and you go, what is this?
1: Oh, what? F- what? Five years ago, there were no apps,
0: right? Or and then when <laughs> there were apps, you go, apps. What do I, I need those for? I know. <laughs> you know, apps. Like, oh my God. But I would not go, and I always talk about, like, if I, for me, I would have a machine that could go backwards and then come back to present. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, for an example, I teach class on Tuesday, I teach class on Wednesday at the, and I've said this before, at the Elephant Theater, the mm-hmm. lab, the theater sound. I, I teach class on, on Wednesday there, um, and very often it's hard to park
1: mm-hmm.
0: on Wednesdays. But it's not hard to park on Tuesdays because they have street cleaning. Yeah. Um, so what I would do is uh, they have street cleaning, and when I'm there, the street cleaning restrictions are over. Right. Right. So what I would do, and this is what I would use a time machine for, I would, I would drive to the the theater asylum for my Wednesday class. But I drive to there on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I drop my car off on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I would take the time machine to Wednesday. I would teach my class. I would go back to the time, after my class, back to the time machine on Tuesday and then take it back to Wednesday and go home.
1: This is the most L.A. use of a time machine ever invented.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could do so much and yet that's what you would do. Well, isn't that what, what people would end up doing? Well, first off, these are the things that would happen. Yeah, but a practical go, thing
1: you could use for anything. Sure, exactly. Oh, exactly.
0: You know what? Let somebody else go in, back in time and kill Hitler.
1: Yeah. Let somebody else yeah. do that. I'm
0: not going to do Why? that.
1: Hey.
0: Well, exactly. You know what? I <laughs>
1: how got a classic. I, how do I to get teach. stuck with this job. <laughs> exactly. I'm
0: not gonna, no, you know what? I'm going to do. I've got parking to do. And also, there was that coupon that expired from Pavilions. I'm going to go take my car, drive to two weeks ago, <laughs> buy that <laughs> buy, buy that soap, and come back to, to today and come back home and use the soap. Everybody's, everybody's like, yeah, I want to go to the future and see what's happening. It's like, no. Yeah. I'm gonna go and do the practical things.
1: I I don't know. I think I might do the practical things. But
0: well, there's fun things to do too. Yeah. You know, there's really really fun things to do with your with your time machine too. Yeah. But again, I think... hope
1: you use your time machine for fun too. Well, yeah. I'm just but it's telling. Also... I'm encouraging you to do that.
0: Right. Oh no 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 no. But uh, who says parking's not fun? You're assuming that parking's not fun. I am. Right. There's an app that maybe you saw it. I don't know. Um... Today I was looking, and it was called "Actors Will Be Towed."
1: Oh, because different, yeah, parking different at different casting places.
0: What a, what a great thing!
1: Yeah, but have you seen? I mean, people put these all these horrible signs. If somebody posted a lot of signs that are in casting offices that are incredibly disrespectful to actors. I don't know if you've seen. I don't know yeah. if there's a. It's not an app. It's just I've seen people like just say horribly disparaging things like, "No actors are allowed in this." I don't know.
0: But you want you're also acting too.
1: Uh not a lot. I don't have time. I would.
0: How how is it that when you did do how is that how did that happen that you were on the on the office?
1: Oh, that cuz there was a, I, It was after I, I wasn't working for House anymore. It was like a little one word role right. and she was kind enough to call me in for an audition
0: oh, that's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah. that is awesome i remember when uh, did you watch have you been watching transparent
1: yeah uh, yes but i'm not finished with it yet because i'm a terrible
0: person not that I you're a terrible it. person you're a busy person um uh there was a scene where jill soloway plays a professor a feminist professor uh-huh. and it's her show and it's like oh there's jill and it's just so funny. It's like, that's her show. That's her show. Yeah, and-
1: she's one of those people. I don't know her, but I feel like everyone I know knows her. And I'm a huge, I admire her greatly. She's done amazing things. And there's a quote that, I, that comes to my head sometimes that I think is from her, but I could be wrong, but yet it stayed with me. So let's say it was her, but she was talking, in, it was in an interview too, just something I read about um, making peace with the, dis- the discomfort of believing in yourself, which I feel like is the key to everything.
0: Say that because you're not going to so get. Can you say that again?
1: And I could be this is how I remember. I love that it. you're
0: looking at that as if I don't know uh, what as, I'm. As if the, am I rushing? Right?
1: So tell. I'm attributing this to her. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I may have misremembered it. It does it, sound
0: like something she would say, but
1: but it stayed with me. It's, it's the, the the challenge is is to to be able to make peace with the discomfort of believing in yourself,
0: yes, yes,
1: because you're not going to just suddenly just feel differently, but you have to have this. This very human discomfort, and keep moving forward anyway, and just get used to living with that and through that, and still doing what what you do.
0: And doesn't it, after a while, not doesn't it the the discomfort dissipates? I hope so. It hasn't it with you?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I look, I'm doing a very completely non-work-related creative project. And most of the time I feel like I don't know why I'm doing this. I have no business doing it. I'm just doing it because I want to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm battling with that a little bit there. Is it a
0: battle or is is it a celebration?
1: Honestly, I'm... Madly in love with doing something just because I want to do it.
0: That's what I mean. It's no. not a, the battle is for you to go. The battle really is, and if I may, the battle is you is for you is you saying that's not who I am. I'm doing this thing that is unlike me. Well, the
1: world doesn't think of me as that, and the world may not like the product, but I don't. It's not about that. Yeah. Exactly,
0: and that's you come to terms with. Fuck you, world. I'm doing. I get to be, who it is that I am.
1: Yes, and I'm happy. I'm very happy in many ways with the results, but I also am aware that it, when it's done, I need to sort of, I don't want it to just live in my head. I want to try to put it out in the world. And, Got it. You know, I, so I'll be susceptible to, people going to like it? I don't know if
0: people are going to like it. Right.
1: So I've done something differently, I don't know.
0: Isn't that interesting? That is so interesting. But there's that, a
1: fundamental, you know, just pride in having done
0: it. Well, but it's also- Or because, almost having done it at this point. But, but right now you are, it's not about the dunning of it, it's the process of the doing so of it. So much
1: the process.
0: Because it doesn't, what it what it becomes is once once it's done, it's you, – you have nothing to do with it other than you did it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, except I gotta sell it, because that's what, what life is about now.
0: But really, then that's a different.
1: Promote, promote, promote. But that's a different thing, isn't sure, it? Sure,
0: sure. Like, there's yes, that and I'm not part, good at
1: that, and I don't like doing it.
0: You don't, oh, I'm gonna say this, you don't know that you don't like doing that. Because this is a different product. I did,
1: because one of the reasons I stopped acting was because I got so tired but of inviting But this is a different product, right? and This
0: is a different thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is not that. This is something that, this is something that, as the adult human artist that you did, I have no idea what it is, nor does it matter to me. Um, this is a different product. So you may enjoy the process of marketing it because you have a different relationship with that than you did with whatever else well, it was that you were doing. thank
1: you for that, and we shall see, and I hope that that's true.
0: Right, and and I, I... Listen to so many people go. Uh, I used to hate marketing. You market though, don't you?
1: Not a lot.
0: How do people know about you?
1: Um. You know, because I I've worked on some things that they've seen, and so for the past bunch of years, I've just been busy enough with work that's come to me or work that's been ongoing. Um, but I just started working with a partner, and she's she has you know different relationships with people, and we are you know we just got our first. Our second pilot together, actually, um, and I think she has skills in that area that aren't necessarily my skills, so it's a good fit.
0: There's your yeah. collaboration. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but you guys exactly. don't have to. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how you guys work. You guys don't have to. You don't put ads in the trades.
1: No. But I've seen, I've seen, you know, casting directors have thriving careers and then not, and I don't understand why that happens. So I'm very conscious of, like, at some point I may have to make phone calls. And you know, we sent out resumes. Um, you know, we're very, we got a great pilot, and we're really excited to be doing it. And but we could have, been, I've gotten a pilot. This pilot, I don't know. You know,
0: right. Right. God, the idea of getting work from just the work that you've gotten. Is there anything better than that?
1: No. It's pretty. It's it's a great luxury.
0: It really, really is yes. because it's so life affirming. Life affirming.
1: Well, and for me, it keeps me thinking. I really want to make sure I'm doing my absolute best because I, I, mostly just because I want to do a good job. Right. It's important, but I, you know, you're judged by these things.
0: Well, Again, let's go back to the question. Of what does that mean to you? How do you not do your absolute best? How does that happen?
1: You are more interested in something else.
0: The product. So yeah, you're not or present something to el- it.
1: Yeah. Or it's like, okay, I got to get this done, but I'd really much rather be, you know, watching, you know, a cooking show.
0: Do you Which wouldn't shows?
1: we? I don't because I, I try to watch things with actors and I'm sure that I would love cooking shows and then that would be a problem. <laughs> the, the few, I mean, I love Anthony Bourdain. And I, the only reality shows I watch are Amazing Race and So You Think You Can Dance and House Hunters International. And what? House Hunters International. I'm sort of obsessed. Oh, with my them.
0: God. My girlfriend loves, uh, she calls it um, real estate porn where she just goes, oh, well, we can, look at that. Be, we can, uh, oh, look oh No, that's too much. You're asking too much. You're asking too much. Ah, I don't uh,
1: know why I love it, but I no, do. I was
0: watching, um, uh, cooking, kitchen nightmares. Okay. Love that show. Yeah. Love that show. Gordon Ramsay. Because I feel like what Gordon Ramsay does and what I do are pretty much the same thing. Where you go <gasps> into, I go into a, a, an improv company and I look at what there's some dysfunction there, and I will say, "This is what's happening. This is what's going on." Wow. And nine times out of ten, I'm pretty, doctor. Well, nine times out of ten, the person that calls me and this is what happened on his show too. The person that goes, "We have a problem." The person that goes, "We have a problem." That's who's the, the problem. person who's the problem. That's the person who's the problem.
1: Everybody's not doing what I think they should, so exactly. Yeah. And the like only maybe you shouldn't of, think they should.
0: Exactly, yeah. the only source of suffering is non-acceptance. So it's like you know, these are the people that you have. So when you say, um, you know, I'd rather do, I'd rather watch a cooking show than do that project. As we get older. Um, or as we get have the opportunity to work more and more and more, we don't do those projects that we know we can't put all of our heart into. And no mat no, I don't know. ninety five percent true? <laughs> ni- uh, no m- amount of money is going to make that something that I want to be a part of.
1: Depends how much money you have.
0: That's why I said ninety five percent. I didn't say hundred percent.
1: If I had, if I needed work, I would do anything. Right. I truly believe that I would. Maybe I would be proven wrong if that came to it. Um, but I see a lot of people think, well, I only want to do what I'm trained for and I only want to do this thing. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes just getting to work is its own reward. And one, what thing, does that leads, mean? one thing, well, I just see people stressing about not having the work that they want to have and it's stressful and it's difficult and i know also you know with the economic downturn there are many people who have been downsized or their, their fields have changed and what they used to be rewarded for they're no longer rewarded for and they have to redefine themselves and sometimes you know in middle age and it's difficult no question um but it, and here it, again this sounds a little arrogant and judgmental but there are people that are willing to just say i'm going to do something and there are people who are saying, I want things to be the way they used to be. Mm. And things aren't the way they used to be. And I just, there's something about the the gumption. It's just good old-fashioned gumption. It's like, I'm going to do something to take care of myself. right? Even if it's not what I want to do, I just feel like if you, and I know there, are, you know, if you do the math and working at Trader Joe's or Costco or whatever, you know, maybe it doesn't cover your childcare and it's not worth it and you should stay home. And I, I respect anybody in those situations. But there's something about the, the intention of getting to work. One thing can lead to another thing, to and lead to another thing, can lead to another thing, and wanting things to be different doesn't lead to anything.
0: That's interesting. I don't see, because you're, you're worried about that sounding judgmental or arrogant, I don't see it being that way. I think that those people that are essentially what I call, hey, get off my lawn and your music is noise people, you know, those people are, are in for an epiphany. Because, again, the time has changed. That which you were in relationship to, you are no longer in relationship to that. That which you are in relationship to is what you're in relationship to. And as much as you don't want all that shit to happen or whatever happened or whatever direction it fucking went, right now you are here. It is what, yeah, I it, mean. Is what it is. And I think that there are a lot of people, and you've seen it a lot, I'm sure, is the idea of if you want to be seen in this industry... It's easier now than ever, I think. If you want to get, you know, if you want to self promote, it's there. If you want to have a product, it's there. Mm -hmm. If you want to do something different that you've never done before, it's there. Look at all the people that are doing podcasts that are also authors, that are podcasts that are also casting, you know, whatever the fuck they're doing. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. And if you have an idea, we live in a time right now where you go, then do it. Do something,
1: yeah. Doing something is always always, always worthwhile.
0: I, I woke up the other day uh, somebody asked me in Würzburg, Germany to, to go there for, uh, to teach and I think perform there. Mm-hmm. And I was like yeah, I'll do that. Um, I'm going to be in London anyway so it's just a hop over the nice. channel. Nice!
1: What a way. life!
0: Yeah. And so I was thinking, well I'm going to Germany and I've got some friends who were, are going to be very upset that I'm going to Germany. Jewish people. Oh. Don't. No, uh, I, know, ha- I had I
1: relatives it. like that, but yeah. mostly no yeah. longer with
0: us. I well, w- and one of the things about that is when I was married, um, my ex-wife's dear friend was a German man who was my age. Mm. And I'm like, what's going on there? And he's like, look, I'm, he. yeah. I'm here. What happened, we hate it. Yeah, Nobody hates it. You know, I can't say nobody hates it more, but we hate what happened. No,
1: I got it. when I was 14 and I went to Germany, I felt that. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: You felt that there, those people were not the people that were the people?
1: No, right. and I'm sure those people were still around at that time, but yes. the people that I, or my generation were not those people.
0: Yes, yes, and that was the same thing. So I was thinking, okay, what can I do? Because I'm going to go to Germany. Yeah. No, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Israel too. <laughs> so I went on Facebook
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I saw a company in Tel Aviv. And I sent them a, a message, and I said, "This is who I am. This is what I do." And they went, "Oh, let's see if we can make that happen." Yeah. Right. Right. Does that play? I don't know. Uh, well, that's you, not me. <laughs> let's make sure that Ian knows that that was you. But the idea, but I could do <laughs> that me. too because that is like whether I'm going to go or not.
1: Yeah, and whether it worked or not. Yeah, exactly.
0: I and for me, I feel like the intention was put out there. Mm-hmm. I acted upon that, and I and again. This word arrogance has come a couple, a couple of times. It's not arrogant of me. It's just me saying, I think I'm gonna do this. And I, here's another thing. I think I think I can make that happen.
1: Well, and you've built something that has value to them. Yes. It's not you just some guy saying, I think someday I'd like to do this thing and I'm gonna call these people or email them and I don't have anything to offer. Or I have, I have an idea of something but I don't have any history or background or,
0: There's something know. there too. Like the idea of I'm going to step out and see if I can do this, mm-hmm. having no idea other than that, because it's um, a great person once said, just heading to work will will be its own reward. Didn't you say that? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't drive going to work. You just said it. Um, <laughs> the idea of like me going. You know what? Reaching out when I'm reaching out, my hand is out, and people are going to see that my hand is out. Reaching out, reach trying to do something. Mm-hmm. People, I will make waves. I will make a ripple, and that will affect somebody. Yes. But it's the, also the idea of. Fuck your expectations. Your intentions are one thing, but your expectations are something very different.
1: Oh, it seems here's another thing that, in in my advanced age, I feel like I've learned is the more people have an idea of how things should be, the less happy they are.
0: Because they're not, they're not living. They're shooting on their self themselves, and they're not living in the now. They're living in the what it should be,
1: and things are never what
0: they should be. No, no,
1: like never, like literally never.
0: They're never what they should be. And if they were what they should be, there would be somebody who doesn't agree with that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and so that whole, the idea, again, going back to the idea of telling somebody, look, I know you just got here. This, you know, before you do anything, uh, you, your expectations have to be, you, you have to make them malle- malleable. And I want you to be careful with the word goals and to know that whatever your goals are, you may or may not attain those uh, you may not you may or may not get to those goals, but all that matters is you keep your intentions towards that. and you're going to be wonderfully surprised at what it is that you that just happened to you.
1: Yeah. and who you're sitting next to and what you're talking about. Right. There's, a, there's a, just a smorgasbord board of experiences to be embraced.
0: Great. Let's stop there. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at www.davidrosowski.com or follow Dave on Twitter at D Rizowski.